Some of you may have figured out we're not home yet. We're only halfway there. Mother's interrupted the course of our journey. What? She's programmed to do that should certain conditions arise. They have. Like what? Seems she has intercepted a transmission of unknown origin. She got us up to check it out. What kind of a transmission? Acoustical beacon that uh, repeats at intervals of 12 seconds. SOS. I don't know. You. survivor of the Nostromo. Signing off. What's up, Dream Warriors? Welcome back to another episode. This is number 39. I am Mark. And I'm Brooke. And this week we're talking about 2004's Alien vs. Predator. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> we're going way back to 1979 on top, or... Er, Sorry, on board the Nostromo, and we are talking about Alien. Yes. And I am fucking excited. Me too. I mean, we'll kind of be talking about Alien vs. Predator later on. Yeah, a little bit, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But uh, yeah, before we get into it, how have you been? What have you been doing? I've been pretty good. Um, Have not watched any movie in, well, fuck, a while. Really? Yep. What have you been um, doing with your life? Well, I mean, as you know, uh, sports are back. So that is true. I've been pretty much get home from work, throw hockey on because it's on like right when you get home now. Yeah. So, yeah, I've been pretty much ever since like Saturday, like just been pretty much watching hockey. Yeah. Um, trying to get caught up on some shows like Dark, trying to get through that. Yeah. Um, the Umbrella Academy just dropped on Friday, this past Friday. So, hoping to get to that soon and uh yeah not really any movies lately all right um yeah how about you uh yeah i honestly haven't watched that much either um i watched a movie called host the other night it's on Mm -hmm. shutter uh i put a post on instagram about it but uh yeah definitely definitely recommend that one yeah it uh took me by surprise it's only 56 minutes long so i mean yeah i'm planning to watch it here soon yeah and uh I think I saw someone else on Instagram said they watched it as well. Yeah. Like I know 10 circle, 10 circle horror there when I like you saw it, but I think yeah. someone else watched it too. I feel like I did see that too. Yeah. yeah. I can't remember who it was though, but yeah, I, I got the recommendation from 10 circle horror. So <laughs> excuse me. Um, definitely check that movie out. Uh, man, it's been a while since we sat down and talked about a movie for our own show. <laughs> um, but that's true. I watched yeah. Wolf cop like, 
probably a week and a half ago now. Oh, you did? Yeah, I finally ended up watching it. <laughs> and? It's a fucking great movie. I, love <laughs> yeah, it. I know, yeah. right? And it's even better that it's Canadian. Yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, I had a lot of fun with that one. Yeah. And uh, I think it'll probably be a movie that I continue watching. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I still haven't watched a sequel. I know the sequel's on Amazon Prime, but yeah. I haven't uh, had a chance to watch it yet. Yeah. Uh, I took yours and Chuck's advice and started watching True Blood. Oh, did you? I think I'm five episodes in now. Okay. I like it, but I have some qualms with it. Yeah. But, I mean, all in all, it's yeah. it's a good show. I mean, like, the first season, from our members, kind of, it's, like, almost, like, CW-ish. Yeah. It's, like, very cheesy and, like, yeah. almost more of a love story than anything else. Yeah. That's what it really kind of is a bit. Yeah. Like, it's kind of, like, Twilight-ish, but, like, not as... It's more violent. Yeah. Yeah. And Anna Packin with a southern accent kind of drives me a little crazy. Yeah. Not a fan of that. She <laughs> okay. looks good, but I don't like yeah. it when she talks. Um, but, yeah, so far, so good. I'm enjoying it. Nice. And lastly, uh, I'm joining um, another podcast on an episode uh, coming up. So I had to watch a movie for that one. And I'm not going to talk too much about it, but uh, yeah. So I watched Sallow or 120 Days of Sodom. And uh, I'm not going to talk about this movie very much. <laughs> um, A, because I'm going to have to talk about it on another podcast and I don't want to relive it too many times. And B, it's fucking disgusting. <laughs> and uh, yeah, I don't don't enjoy it at all. Yeah. <laughs> I've never even heard of it. I saw you like comment on this post and I was like, the fuck? I've never heard him talk about that. Cause usually you tell me about all these movies that yeah. like, you've seen or, you know, and I looked it up and I was like, fuck, that sounds fucked up. Yeah. And I'd never seen it before. Like I'd seen bits and pieces of it and I kind of like knew the premise, but like, I didn't realize how like bad it actually was. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not a fan, but yeah. anyways, <laughs> once I talk about it with him, uh, I'll probably never talk about it again. Yeah. Fair <laughs> <enough>. <laughs> All right. Uh, so we'll do those patron shout outs then. Yep. Um, first and foremost is our buddy, Josh. He was our first and only patron for the longest time. Uh, yeah. he's been on an episode with us, uh, drag me to hell. If you haven't listened to that one, please go check it out. Cause it, we had a great time doing it. Yeah. And we finally have some new patrons. Yay. Technically two, but they're together, so it's only one. Um, but our good friends, uh, Jacob and Amara, thank you very much for uh, for flowing us some dough. Um, and uh, your tier reward is on its way to us, yes. and then it'll be on its way to you. I did get the notification, I think, Friday, and it's like, oh, we'll be delivered to you in 24 to 35 days. Holy fuck. <laughs> Jesus. So it is on its way. Just might take three months to get Yeah. Ready. Yeah. All right. Uh, so we'll head over to the podcast shout outs. Uh, as always, starting off, uh, our boys at It's a Horror Podcast. Um, they've just dropped a fucking banger of an episode on yeah. Toby Hooper. Yeah. Uh, great episode, as always. Um, good discussions. And uh, they talked about some movies that I haven't heard of. Yeah, so. same with me. I didn't really know that Toby Hooper had that many movies. Mm-hmm. And uh, I remember whenever, I forgot what Top 5 we were doing. I think it was like top, our Top 5 remakes. And I uh, got you with my favorite as A Nightmare on Elm Street. Oh, yeah. 
Well, they fucking got me whenever they both <laughs> said they're number one. I was like, what the fuck is that? Like, they picked Texas Chainsaw, and they're like, oh, no. And yeah. Like, Fuckers. Yeah. <laughs> um, but they also talked about a craptacular movie called The Mangler, and uh, we talked about that during our mm-hmm. Chris pos- possessed, possessed episode. episode yeah. Um, <clears throat> what movie was that? Or, yeah, what movie did we do that week? Child's Bo- Bride of Chucky. Yeah. 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 And yeah, the Mangler came up in that, and I ended up watching it like the week after we released that episode. Yeah, and, and you said you hated it. Right? I, yeah, I had to shut it off. But I think <laughs> Wes said he loved yeah, it. Yeah, he loved it. Yeah, but uh, I, don't, I don't know. Teach their own. Yeah, yeah. Uh, next up is our boy Daniel from the Creepy Crap Podcast. He just released a, another guest episode, uh, and they talked about uh, Poseidon Rex. Mm-hmm. Um, if you haven't heard of it, I don't blame you. Uh, it sounds like shit. It looks like shit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it was a good episode. So Yeah. As always. Um, our buddy Michael from We Love Horror, he just dropped an episode with a guest as always. Um, and they discussed uh, Jeepers Creepers. And again, another d- good discussion with that movie. <clears throat> and lastly, Chuck goes to the movies. He uh, just released an episode on Wolverine. Yeah. Um, I haven't got a chance to listen to it yet. Me either, but I'm very excited for it. Yeah, me and too. then also his next episode that he just announced today. I'm <laughs> very <Ranger>. jealous to <laughs> not be on that. But hopefully he uh, shouts out uh, us Canadians a bit. Yeah. Know? Yeah, I'm excited to hear that one. Definitely. Yeah, it'll be good. All right. That's all I got. Cool. Let's hop on into this. Do it. So, like we said in the intro, this week we're talking about 1979's Alien. Uh, the synopsis, after a space merchant ves- vessel receives an unknown transmission as a distress call, one, uh, sorry, one of the crew is attacked by a mysterious life form, and they soon realize that its life cycle has merely begun. Hmm. That is a long-winded synopsis. <laughs> it is. <laughs> Got tripped up for a minute. Uh, if you don't know this movie... Uh, we don't like you. Yeah. Or I don't anyways. Quoting our uh, friend Wes, uh, what the fuck is wrong with you? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> uh, it was directed by Ridley Scott. Um, and he is a fucking legend yeah. in the movie world. He has directed movies such as Blade Runner, Thelma and Louise, Gladiator, uh, and also Gladiator 2, which is... Did not know that saw existed. Saw that on the IMDb, li- <laughs> IMDb list. It's uh, pre-production, I think I saw. Oh, I thought you meant like it was just like... No, it's shitty- not. Oh, okay. No, no, no. It's not out yet, but yeah, they're, they're doing it. Uh, he also did Prometheus, Hannibal, uh, G.I. Jane, Matchstick Men, which is a severely underrated movie in my opinion. 
Uh, one of Nick Cage's best movies, I think. Um, the Martian, American Gangster, and the list goes on and on and on and on. Yeah. Um, also, just looking on his IMDb, um, I didn't know this that he was an executive producer on Blade Runner twenty forty nine. Oh yeah, I, I did hear that. Yeah, yeah. I still have not seen that movie. What? <laughs> I know. <laughs> oh my god, man! That was my favorite movie that came out that year. I know. I remember you saying that, but. <sighs> Yeah, so no, good. I still haven't watched it. Um, but also looking at his IMDb, he has 70 upcoming projects. That's insane. No, that's just like executive producing and producing and stuff like that. But still, still that's, that's fucking, fucking crazy. Lot. And I was just telling you about that show that's coming out on HBO Max. I right. can't, can't remember what it's Raised called. Raised by Wolves? Yeah, yeah, something like that. Yeah. Um, it looks interesting. All right. And as we all know, the leading lady... One of the scream queens herself, Miss yep. Sigourney Weaver. Yes. Uh, she plays Ripley. And she's obviously known for the first four Alien movies. So Alien, Aliens, uh, Alien 3, and then Alien Resurrection. Um, it's a pretty good run. Yeah, I'd say. She's got some fucking wild ass credits, man. Yeah. Uh, she was in Holes, which is a fantastic movie. It is. Uh, Galaxy Quest. <laughs> Um, Ghostbusters 1 and 2, uh, The Village, um, who our buddy Robbie from Out of the Blank Podcast is probably fist pumping right now because we <laughs> mentioned one of M. Night Shyamalan's movies. Yeah. Uh, she is in Avatar. Um, she's also in Avatar 2, 3, 4, and I believe 5, <laughs> oh um, according to IMDb. So her character is going to be recurring through the entire franchise by the looks of it. I don't I'm not a huge Avatar fan. I really, really enjoyed the first one whenever it first came out. Yeah. But then, like, now I've seen it, like, I don't know, five or six times, and yeah. it's, it's kind of lost its appeal to me. Yeah. But, like, whenever it first came out, it was, like, fucking revolutionary. Oh, it's like, huge. Like, it's a gorgeous movie. Yeah. Wrong, but, like, yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Um, but, yeah, it said on IMDb that all four of the sequels are currently filming. So I don't like. Are they filming it all as like one huge movie and then it just like be. splicing it in? I remember when it first came out, and then like after it left theaters or it was in theaters, it's like, oh, Ridley Scott signed up to do five movies. Yeah, and that was what ten years ago, if not more. Yeah, I think it was probably more than that. I don't know yeah. the exact year, but anyways, this is a podcast about Alien. <laughs> well, I guess Avatar is about aliens mm-hmm. in a sense, technically. Uh, and I also have Paul written down here for Sigourney Weaver, um, which is another fucking awesome alien movie. She's she's in love with the alien movies. Yeah. I'm just realizing that as we're talking about this. Did you mention Cabin in the Woods? I did not. I forgot, forgot about that. Yeah. Good call. Um, next up is Tom Skerritt. <clears throat> um, he played Dallas. I always thought he, like, like he's in a lot of stuff, but... Yeah. Like you always hear Tom Scare, Tom Scare, but he's yeah. like not in anything that I've, well, I shouldn't say he's not in anything I've watched. But yeah, he's in a few things. Like he's, I don't know. He definitely does look recognizable. Yeah, for sure. Um, but yeah, like he was in Contact, uh, Top Gun, A River wa- Runs Through It, Steel Magnolias, uh, Cheech and Chong's Up in Smoke. <laughs> and uh, he was in the MASH movie Okay, from back in the 70s. Uh, next up is Veronica Cartwright and she played Lambert. 
Um, she is in The Witches of Eastwick, uh, The Birds, Money Talks, and Flight of the Navigator. And next, I only have four full ones here, so bear with me. Uh, next is Harry Dean Stanton, and he played Brett. And he was in The Green Mile, uh, Repo Man, Alpha Dog, the original Red Dawn, not the remake. Um, Pretty in Pink and Escape from New York, which you still need to watch. Yep. Because it's fucking awesome. <laughs> and lastly, I want to give a little shout out to, I'm probably going to butcher the name, but Bolaji Badejo. Um, and he was the man inside the alien suit. Uh, this yeah. was his first and only acting credit. Yeah. Uh, he, they, someone on the production team found him in a bar and he was six foot 10 and super skinny and lanky. And they were like, ah, this is our guy. Cause Ridley Scott didn't want the alien to be like puppetish. Like he wanted it to have yeah. like actual, like live movements. Right. So he wanted someone to be in the suit. Um, so they picked a guy that would fit that role perfectly. I think he did a great job. Um, I don't know who they used in the sequels or if, they ended up using yeah, I don't know. puppet work or what? I don't know. I mean, I know the sequels will definitely, well, at least one of them will probably pop up again. Yeah. yeah. All right. Um, also, another huge actor um, who you kind of like recognize by name, but he's been in like just so many much movies. John Hurt mm-hmm. is like, you know, so looking here quickly. Elephant Man, which I've never seen, but I know it's a hugely popular movie. Yeah. Um, Apparently there was a Lord of the Rings movie in 1978. So that's a cartoon. Yeah, yeah. He played Aragorn, but uh, yeah, he's been in a ton of movies. And yeah, he's just, yeah, he's a recognizable name for sure. All right, that's yeah. all I got, man. Cool. Let's talk about this movie. Let's get into it. All right, so we are talking about Alien from 1979. So the movie opens up with these uh, awesome credits uh, just in space. You just see all these like kind of planets like panning slowly. And um, yeah, it's like silent, mm-hmm. just a little bit of music. And then you see this uh, text come up saying uh, commercial towing vehicle, the Nostromo, Nostromo, yeah, something like that. <laughs> uh, crew seven. Cargo refinery processing uh, 20 million tons of mineral ore, and their course is returning to Earth. I wonder how much 20 million tons would be in space. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Shower thoughts. Yeah. Mark. So it's kind of showing inside the ship. It's uh, super quiet, kind of showing like around the ship, like there are different areas of where there'll be. A uh, computer turns on and like kind of starts doing things. Like I think it's a uh, mother who's like the the motherboard, I guess, of yeah. the ship. Um. So all the sleeping pods open up and everyone starts slowly waking up. Um. Kane is the first one to wake up. They're all like kind of eating breakfast, and they're kind of like you can tell they've been to get, like on this ship for a while together because they're all pretty like. Um, buddy buddy with each other yeah and i didn't write his name down oh parker he's uh he's kind of like i don't know like a repairman worker kind of with uh with kane yeah he's like an engineer or not kane with um, brett brett yeah. yeah 
and he's kind of going on like, mm-hmm. oh, like before we dock, you know, let's talk about the the bonus situation. <laughs> and um, yeah, he just keeps bringing like the bonus situation up, but like everyone is kind of like kind of put into the side and Dallas, who's the captain is like pretty much saying like, Oh no, like you guys don't get a bonus. Like if we don't deliver the, the yeah, goods. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, so someone mentions that, uh, the yellow lights are on and like mother's awake. And then he says that the yellow lights are for his eyes only. So he goes in his room and it's all like really well done too. It's just mm-hmm. like this big like room, all these like yellow lights and stuff. Yeah. And he starts talking to mother and uh, it's like some text on the screen. This is uh, interface 2037, which I'm guessing that's the year that this takes place. I'm guessing. Yeah. It doesn't yeah. really say like what year it is. You just kind of see that, uh, mm-hmm. that one thing. Um, and then Ripley is, I think talking to mother now and she's, or she's looking at like the map or something in her, uh, her like cockpit thing. Yeah. And she's like asking where earth is. And then the system t- says that, Oh, it's not scanning in their system. She's like, Oh, that's weird. So she tries to contact traffic control because they woke up. So they think that, you know, they're getting close to earth now. Yeah. But they learn that they're only halfway home and mother woke them up. She intercepted a transmission of some kind. And uh, so they're all like sitting on the table again. And Parker just keeps bringing up the bonus situation <laughs> again. <laughs> So they decide that they're going to go and investigate this uh, interception that's happening. Do they find out now what it is or is that after? It's after. It's after. Okay. Yeah. So they, there's like another ship that they use to go down to, uh, mm-hmm. to this planet and all these like alarms start going off like as they, as they land and they find out that there's uh, three or four cells are gone and that Parker and Brett need to reroute the ducks. I think they're still up on the main ship, I think. Yeah, because yeah, they don't know. With down. Ripley, I think, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So he's saying that it's going to take them at least 25 hours. They're kind of like the repairmen. Uh, Mother also mentions here that the, the sun <clears throat> is coming up in 20 minutes, which I wrote that down because like, I remember like through the whole movie, like I don't remember the sun ever coming up. No, me even either. before like I finished this movie this time. Yeah. I don't remember the sun coming up. So I wonder like, why she said that. Um, so Ripley, they're like still going on about the, <laughs> the bonus situation. And Ripley pretty much tells them like, well, you guys are guaranteed to share. Like if we get this package brought, you guys are guaranteed to share. Like mm-hmm. don't stress over it pretty much. Um, and uh, they're going to be, she's going to be on the bridge waiting for uh, the rest of the other three people who went down. And the, the cat makes an appearance. I forget what the name was. You mentioned it on Chuck's episode. Uh, Jonesy. Jonesy, that's it. Um, so the three of them, uh, Dallas, Kane, and Lambert, uh, Lambert's a girl, they, uh, they found like something weird on this ship, on this planet. You can't really tell what it is. It kind of looks like a spaceship, kind of. It kind of looks like bones a little bit. Yeah. Um, so Ash is, like, in this kind of pod, and he's pretty much watching everything that they're doing. And he loses the video, and he can, like, kind of barely hear them. So the three of them are inside this uh, alien structure, and they come up to this big-ass alien in front of this, like, huge gun, and it's dead. And 
Kind of funny that it didn't seem like shark at all. Like they found this giant <laughs> <Yeah>. alien. <laughs> They're just like going on about, oh, like it's bones like formed into this gun and it looks like it exploded outwards yeah and stuff and they're like just like brushing it off like it's nothing <laughs> hey it was the year 2037 or 2377 yeah maybe aliens have touched down by now maybe maybe um lambert keeps asking him to leave but they're kind of like no and she just keeps saying let's, let's get the fuck out of here <laughs> what would you do in this situation would you like keep investigating or would you want to leave like if going off of what I know, I would want to leave, but like maybe they do know that aliens, like maybe aliens do exist before mm-hmm. this, but I would definitely get the hell out of there. <laughs> <laughs> what about you? I don't know. I like, I feel like I'd be really like scared, but I also kind of want to check things out. Yeah. But I don't know. Um, <clears throat> so back on the ship, mother deciphered part of the signal. Um, it's not an SOS, it's a warning. And I think at first, uh, what's his name? Who's the, uh, the science officer? What's his name again? Um, I have it written down, but further later on. Brett or Parker? No, Parker is the worker. Kane? No. The fuck? Talents. Oh, Ash. Oh, Ash, right. Yeah, That's yeah, it. Sorry. Goddamn. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so Ash is kind of the one who's like the science officer, who's the one that's like watching the video and talking to them. And he was, he kind of like takes care of Mother a bit. Yeah. And uh, he couldn't decipher what it was. So then Ripley says, oh, let me take a crap at, crap, a crack at it. <laughs> and uh, so she figured out part of the video and that it's uh, actually a warning and not an SOS, which they thought. So it cuts back to the three of them. Um, Kane is rappelling down into a cave. I think the other two stay up there. Yeah. And he finds like this egg and there's like movement in it. And the uh, the face sucker, I don't know. I think that's what it's called in this. It, it start yeah. Because it starts off as, yeah. Yeah, it's the face sucker and then it goes into the chest burster. Yeah, yeah. And then it. Right. Into like the so the mark. chest, the face sucker is like kind of this. Oh, it's hard to describe. It kind of looks like a. It almost looks like a crab scorpion kind of mix yeah. sort of thing, but like slimy. Yeah. Like not with a shell. Yeah. So pretty much like sticks on his, goes through his like mask and uh, sticks on his face. And um, you don't see what happens to Dallas and Lambert at this part, but I love this scene because it like after it goes on his face and he's like lying there it goes out into like the planet mm-hmm. and then he, you don't hear anything. Yeah. So like, you can't hear him scream at all. You just yeah. hear nothing. I, I thought that was so cool. Yeah, that's very cool. So they bring back, uh, Kane back to the, uh, the ship and they're telling Ripley to open the hatch. And Ripley's like, no, I can't do that because you're breaking protocol with, uh, whatever the, the rule is. It's like someone got hurt or, because they need to be like quarantined or something. Yeah, that's it. Before they can go in. Yeah. Because like they've been in contact with like an alien. Right. You're right. Shit. And uh, so she refuses. And then Dallas is like, I'm the captain. That's in order. And he's, she's like, okay. And he's like, do you read me? She's like, yeah. <laughs> but it's a no. <laughs> and then fucking Ash just opens up the goddamn door. Yeah. And like good on her for 
like standing her ground. Yeah. Cause like she's like second in command, but still like, yeah, it's like she's going against the, the captain's wishes. And yeah, exactly. That's <clears> doing <throat> what she's supposed to do. Yeah. So they bring uh, Kane into the uh, medical area and the face sucker is like on his face and it's, it's done so well. Mm-hmm. It's so good. So they're trying to um, figure out like how they're going to get this off his face. Cause it looks like fingers a bit. And uh, I like how Ash, like watching this the first time, like you don't know what the, the, the twist is later on, Yeah, but like rewatching it, like I've watched this a few times, but like this time, like you can really like tell, like cluing that he is a robot because mm-hmm. he calls like the, the fingers on the, the face sucker. He's yeah. like, this is digitals. Yeah. And the Dallas is like, what do you mean? This is like fingers. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, so yeah, they, they try to cut off one of the fingers, but it's, uh, Oh, they don't do this here. They scan his body first to mm-hmm. see, what they can do to get off his face and they see that it has like a tentacle kind of thing, like down his throat. Yeah. And they're kind of like talking back and forth, like, Oh, maybe it's giving him oxygen. Yeah. Cause like, he's breathing normally. Yeah. Like you can see that he's yeah. breathing. And, uh, Ash is like really trying to not get rid of the, the fate, the alien mm-hmm. at all, which you kind of learn like why later on in the movie. Yeah. Um, so then they decide to, uh, Dallas makes a decision like, okay, we need to get this thing off from ASAP. So they try to cut one of the, uh, the digitals or the fingers off and acid comes out of the incision. And then it like goes into the floor, just keeps dropping down. They're kind of like freaking out. Dallas is like, Oh, it's going to fucking go through the, the hole of the ship. Yeah. And uh, so they're following the acid, like going down, then they get to the bottom and it kind of stops. And he like takes a pen and puts it up in the hole. And I forget one of them. I think Ash says, oh, that's molecular acid or something like that. Yeah. Like it burned through like three floors or yeah. two floors and it stopped on the third one. Yeah. But yeah, it goes through a lot of shit. It does. So, um, uh, Kane and, uh, oh, so Ripley's talking to Ash about uh kane and um the guest who she calls the guest but it's like the alien mm-hmm. and uh she's kind of like um interrogating him in a little bit yeah so she, it's uh ash is like saying that the alien has like silicone on him pretty much like his skin is made of like silicone like generates silicone stuff yeah he calls it a polysaccharid okay which i'm not sure what that is um, just cause I was watching with subtitles oh, okay. and then, uh, it slowly replaces, uh, with silicone to toughen its hide against a new environment. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, so it can like withstand tough weather conditions on mm-hmm. different planets and stuff like that. And pretty much Ripley's like telling him, like, why did you do that? Like, I'm the senior officer. Like you're just the science officer. Like, why did you open the door? And he's pretty much like, Oh, it's like my decision, you know? Um, so then they get back to the medical room and the face sucker is gone off of Kane and they're kind of like looking around and then it like drops on Ripley and, uh, it's dead. And she's like, pretty much let's get rid of this thing. (laughs) And then Ash is like, no, like we need to keep it and bring it back to, 
to do tests on it and shit like that. Um, so then Ripley is asking Dallas about Ash and, um, have you always had this science officer stuff like that? And Dallas goes on about like, Oh, I had one science officer for, was it 11 years or 11 trips? Yeah. And, uh, they replaced him two days before with Ash before they left. Mm -hmm. So they're leaving the planet. They're going back to the main ship. Um, Kane is like awake and they're all just like at the break, like in the medical room and, there's like asking about it, and he's just uh, they're like, "What do you remember?" And he's like, "Oh, I had a horrible dream about being smothered." And I was like, "That's pretty mm-hmm. cool." That he was thinking of that. Like, how do they have him just like out in the like in the common area? Yeah, like you would think they would want to keep him like locked in an infirmary. Yeah, because like after that, that they're just like, "All right, well, we're almost back to Earth, so <laughs> let's just go for one more breakfast or something yeah. like that." They're like, "All right, let's go." <laughs> So they all insane. go back like normal. Like this guy just had an alien attached to his face with like yeah. a dick down his throat. <laughs> so they're all like eating breakfast. Um, Kane starts like choking and stuff like that. And this is probably like one of the most iconic scenes in any, in any movie I can remember. Yeah. Um, so Kane starts choking and stuff like that. And they're kind of like joking with him at first. But then he falls on the table and he's kind of like screaming in pain. They're holding him down, like get a spoon in his mouth. And then he's like screaming in pain and you just see his chest burst a little bit and there's like blood come out. Mm -hmm. And I remember seeing some trivia on this. This I think the last time I watched it about how everyone in the the scene, they didn't know what was going to happen. So I was kind of like looking at everyone's reactions and like, oh, and what happens the first time so you see like Lambert like go like ah! and like kind of like back away. <laughs> yeah. And uh and then you just get the alien just pop out of his chest and it's fucking amazing scene. It is. Um and it makes it even better that like the crew yeah. had no idea what was actually yeah. gonna happen. And it's funny, I watched before I watched this movie, um, like for the first time. I had watched like Spaceballs. Oh yeah. So like that last scene, like <laughs> I didn't really get like it was funny when I watched it Spaceballs, yeah. but like I didn't like get the reference. But yeah. now, you know. But uh Yeah. So <clears throat> yeah. So the alien came out of uh Kane's chest and it's like a little baby alien and it's on the table, like looking at them, and Parker is like about to hit it, or Ripley is one of them, and then Ash is like, No, don't. Like, we need to bring it back. And it just, like, looks at them and it just, like, scurries away yeah. off. And it's like, fuck. I have a question. I don't know if I want to say it now or, like, later on. Nah, fuck it. I'll do it now. I don't understand, like, the biology of... <clears throat> I think biology is the word I'm looking for. Of, like, the alien... Like, yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, Yeah, because it becomes big in like no time. Well, a that yes, but also like the face sucker. It's like, we could presume it's a baby cause it just hatched out of an egg. Right. And then all of a sudden it, it impregnates a human. Yeah. Basically. Yeah. With like another baby, mm-hmm. which grows into like the full blown xenomorph. Yeah. So it's like, what's the role? I don't know. Like, yeah. It just doesn't make sense to me. Cause same with 
like I've only watched Prometheus once, but I think when they find that room full of all the eggs, right? Mm-hmm. And then the one guy gets attacked by the face sucker. Yeah. Like, he doesn't get impregnated, I don't think, does he? Yeah. Does it get through his mask, though? No. Oh, that's I true. can't remember if it does. Yeah, matter. I can't remember either. But, like, I don't know. It just, like, it doesn't take away anything from the movie for me. It's just. Yeah. Like, I don't know. Like, at no, first I-, I was thinking, like, maybe the face suckers were the males and they're just, like, so, like. Yeah. Um, like inferior to the females. Yeah. But then like, it's just a baby. If, if it's just being hatched mm-hmm. out of an egg or unless these eggs are just like pods for them to stay in. I don't know. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. It'd be, that would be like one of the only complaints I have with the movie is that right. like, they don't really explain that. Yeah. And I'm sure there's like some sort of like alien Wikipedia or something like deep dive or something that like would explain it. Yeah. But, I don't know. Because, like, the, the alien gets, like, the xenomorph gets so big, and it doesn't, like, it doesn't get big from eating people. No. Obviously, because huge. the first kill, it's it's huge form. Right? Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. That is interesting. All right. So, Kane's obviously dead. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> they're uh, shooting his body into space. Um. So they have a tracking monitor to find the alien. It uh, um, monitors changes in micro density. So they're going to split up into two teams. Uh, You got Ash, Lambert, and Dallas. And then you got Parker, Ripley, and Brett, the OG team. (laughs) So they're kind of like searching around uh, Parker, Ripley, and Brett. They, They find it in the locker. So they go up to the locker and they have like a net ready. They open it up and then it's Jonesy that gets out and they get him in the net, but then Brett lets it go. And then um, Ripley and Parker like piss at him like, oh, you fucking let it go. And he's like, well, what do you mean? It's just a cat. <laughs> they're like, well, it's going to make us think that it's the alien again. Yeah. So they're like, go get it. So it's like, like, why would you, this alien just came out. You're going to send off Brett on his own yeah. and try and find the cat. <laughs> It's probably like the oldest guy in the crew too. Yeah. So Brett is on his way to find Jonesy. He's like kind of like searching around. Um, he finds like this skin of, uh, of the alien mm-hmm. and, um, and he's like kind of like searching around. He's like underwater, like not underwater, but he's getting like under this like faucet kind of thing. And then he like starts hearing noises and then he like turns around or he sees Jonesy and Jonesy mm-hmm. is like hissing at him and he doesn't know why. And then the alien or the xenomorph is, uh, is behind him. And like, like we just said, like it got so big in like a matter of minutes. Yeah. Because like the skin it shed is like fucking tiny, right? Yeah. It was the, like, yeah, it was so small. Yeah. It was like the size of the, the face hugger almost. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <coughs> So it doesn't show uh, Brett getting killed. It just kind of shows the xenomorph's like head and it's like snarling and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And it just pans on Jonesy and Jonesy's just like watching uh, Brett get killed. The alien looks so good. Too. It does. Oh my God. So they decide or they figure out that the alien is uh, using the air ducts to move around mm-hmm. and they are kind of trying to discuss like how can we defeat this thing stuff like that and ripley starts talking about how it's like skin can take different conditions and she thinks that the fire might work so 
They decide that they're going to try fire. And then they, they ask mother about terminating the alien. And she just says like insufficient data. And then they ask her something else. And it just says like, does not commute. So Dallas decides he's going to go down into the air shaft with the flamethrower. And he's down there and uh, he goes through a hatch and the hatches were kind of creepy to be honest. Mm-hmm. Like just the way they like the sound they made. Yeah. And it kind of like the little like whole thing. <laughs> <laughs> um, so he tells Ripley to close all the hatches behind him. And, uh, yeah, so Lambert has, like, the um, the tracker, and she says, okay, like, it's down there, like, it's in the third junction. So then Dallas goes down, he says, reaches the third junction, he's going to go down a ladder. And Lambert's, like, on the tracker, and she sees a um, little dot, like, getting closer to him, and she's like, oh, it's, like, around you, like, get moving. And he starts moving down this ladder and then she's like, no, like not that way. Like it's coming that way. Like go. And she's like freaking the fuck out. Yeah. And he gets down there and then you just see like his flame and then the alien like behind him, like his like fucking hands. Uh, Yeah. And you don't, you don't see him die, but it's more off screen. It's off screen. Mm -hmm. And this scene like built the tension. Like it's only probably like a 30, 45 second stream uh, scene, but like, the way that she's talking and the fact that he's like in an enclosed space and how fast the aliens coming yeah. at him, it's just like, Oh my God. Like my yeah. heart was just fucking pounding. Did chance. you play uh alien isolation? I started it. I didn't get very far into no, it. Though. I didn't beat it, but I got pretty far into it. And when you're in like the, like this mm-hmm. or in a locker and you have the fucking thing and it's like quiet and the other control, you just hear like the, Beep, 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 oh, beep. And it's like, oh my God. <laughs> it's actually terrifying. I heard with with that game, if you're wearing like the VR headset or something like that, yeah. if you breathe too heavy, it'll yeah. like hear you. Like That's the alien will hear you. Crazy. Like it reacts to yeah. like how much you move and how That'd much That'd be insane. Oh my God. Fuck. <laughs> so Dallas is dead. They are kind of like all reconvening. Um, someone like found Dallas. They found like, they went for Dallas was, and they come back and they said that there was no blood and no Dallas at all. Mm-hmm. So it's like, what the fuck happened to like the body? Um, Amber wants Lambert wants to leave, and she said, "Let's get on like the pod ship and leave." And I think uh, Ripley says that there's not a, enough room for all of them. But like, yeah, and there's probably not enough fuel to get them back to Earth either. Yeah, but like. The end of the movie, like that fucking ship is big. Unless she gets yeah, on, true. Actually, it? I don't know. It says yeah. She says that the shuttle can't sustain four people. Yeah. So maybe oh, because there's only like one sleeping pod. Because they're only halfway to Earth. Right. That's, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Then, like, <clears throat> so Parker is gonna go refill the uh, the flamethrower. Uh, Ripley's like talking with Mother. She sees on the screen there's a special order 937 so ripley asks mother what that means and it pretty much says like uh return organism um casualties are like you know everyone's expendable pretty much Mm -hmm. so ripley goes back to ash because she kind of suspects him and uh 
she asks like Ash, like what's special, what's order 937. And he's like, Oh, like I made the request. And then is that out of nowhere, Ash, like just starts trying to fucking kill Ripley. <laughs> and like, it was weird. Cause he like, grabs, he's super strong at this point. You still don't like understand like what he is kind mm-hmm. of, but he has like this magazine he puts like on top of her mouth. Yeah. And then she can't like breathe at all. I was like, is that really like effective? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> But uh, yeah, Ash is like trying to kill Ripley and then the rest, Parker and Lambert come up and like start trying to get him off. But like Parker's a big dude and he just can't move Mm -hmm. Ash at all. Yeah. And then um, they're like kind of fighting and then they like hit Ash with like a pipe or something like that. And then his head just fucking flies off <laughs> and all this like white stuff comes out. And then you're like, what the fuck? And you're like, <laughs> so I realized that they, they Parker's like, Oh fuck. Like Ash was a robot the whole fucking time. Mm-hmm. And it's like, damn. <laughs> so, um, they kind of learned that they, they wanted to alien for like the military division. I think like to kind of do testing and stuff like that. Yeah. And, uh, so they have Ash's body on the table and they like, kind of like prop his head up and they connect some wires, stuff like that. And then bring Ash back a lot. There's all these like fucking gross, like white gunk, like spraying everywhere and yeah, stuff. Shit's nasty. Yeah. So they kind of ask Ash like what it was. And he's like, we have, we have to bring back the life form that they got pretty much. <laughs> they don't really have a choice now. Yeah. They, they have no choice. Thing. Yeah. So Lambert and Parker, um, I'm not too sure where they were at this point, um, but uh, they're like down in somewhere. They have a flamethrower and the alien shows up with them and it goes up behind Lambert and she's just like staying there and Parker has like the flamethrower and he's just like, Lambert, move, move. And the xenomorph are just like fucking, feels like this, I don't know if it's water or like, um, like drool but it has like, yeah. all this like shit over him and then you see his like mouth open and then like the other like alien thing like pop out like and a little inner mouth so cool yeah and like parker's like yelling at her like come on like get, move get out of there but then you get another like kind of off-screen kill a bit um lambert is uh lambert's dead and then um where was i Oh, and Parker dies as well. You kind of see a little bit of Parker's death, but not really yeah. that much. All the deaths in this movie are pretty much off screen, except yeah. for uh, the fucking chest bursting scene. Yeah. Pretty much. Yeah. yeah. So it's only Ripley left um, and Jonesy. Uh, she Ripley sets the self-destruct uh, sequence. She has 10 minutes and she'll have five minutes to uh, kind of reset it. Like if she wants to take it back pretty much. Yeah. So she finds Jonesy. She puts Jonesy in this like fucking like box and she grabs the flamethrower and she's kind of like running away. And then she comes up to this like corner and the xenomorph is like right there. So she like drops the Jonesy leaves fucking Jonesy behind (laughs) and goes back to like the area. And she tries to get like the self-destruct stop. And it's like counting down and she like gets it in, but then it like goes back and it's like, Oh, like you didn't get it in time. And she starts like freaking out, breaking shit. That's why you don't trust technology. Yeah. And she makes it back to Jonesy. And she just like, 
tossing Jonesy around, just like <laughs> fucking like talks her like yeah. on the ground. I was like, come on. <laughs> so there's like explosions coming. She like closes the hatch and uh, um, one minute to self-destruct. She gets on like the little like ship that like gets away and she's flying away and then it's like counting down and then just this fucking huge explosion and then uh, Ripley just says, uh, I got you, you son of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> and so she's on, like, the ship. She puts Jonesy in, like, the sleeping pod. And then she's, like, kind of, like, getting ready to get in the pod, too. Like, getting undressed, stuff like that. And then she sees the uh, the alien, like, on the ship. This, because, like, she's getting ready and everything. But, like, the alien's, like hiding like in an air duct almost kind of thing yeah but it's like also like not hiding it's like hiding in plain sight almost yeah like because like i saw like it's been a while since i watched this but i saw it and i was just like fuck is that the alien's head or is that like a tube or like a pipe or something yeah and then yeah all of a sudden it just fucking like i think you see its hand Mm -hmm. like its hand moves yeah so ripley's like kind of like freaking out quietly she like goes over to um, the dressing area and she starts putting on like a, a suit slowly and she keeps like looking back at the uh, the alien that's like just laying there it's creepy as fuck mm-hmm. and she starts singing the song uh, lucky star and she like goes up to this like control panel hits a few buttons slowly stuff like that and then it like sprays her with or sprays the xenomorph with like hot air kind of and like starts like freaking out and then it like stops and it's like standing up and it's fucking huge. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's like about to attack her and then she like hits his button and like the airlock door opens and the alien like flies out and then like does it hang on first and then she shoots it? With yeah. the harpoon gun? Yeah. It yeah. was hanging on. No. She shot and then opened the pod, didn't she? Maybe. Because then as soon as she opens up the pod, the gun flies out of her hand. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I think it was... It got pulled. Yeah. Yeah, okay. So, yeah, the alien was, like, holding on, and she shot it with, like, a harpoon gun kind of thing. And then, uh, yeah, the gun, like, goes, but then... Because she slams the door. She's still... Yeah, she's still... Yeah, she slams the door shut, but the gun is, like, stuck in between, like, the door and there, so the alien's still, like, hanging on. Yeah. And then she puts like the engines on i think and it like kind of like sprays the alien kind of i think because the alien like kind of floats in front of like the one engine yeah and a little she bit turns it on and it, yeah it's like well it's like fucking jet fuel or spaceship yeah. fuel or whatever yeah. and it, like shoots like fire basically yeah so the alien is assumed dead excuse me and then she's like kind of like just sitting down like giving her final report like uh pretty much saying like everyone on the ship is dead um, we found like an alien life form, but it's, it's destroyed. Mm-hmm. She's like pretty much like on the way back. And that's the way the acid splatters. <laughs> okay. Uh, so top into these reviews. Let's do it. My hair on my neck is driving me fucking crazy. All right. Um, for my story, I gave it a nine out of 10. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, I fucking love this movie. Like there's barely anything bad I can say about it except for that one question period where I was like confused as to like the biology of the aliens. But I think I'm going to try and find 
figure that out. Like, yeah. there's got to be like something on the internet that explains it. Yeah. Or like, I don't know if there was ever any books to go along with this or not, but probably it's interesting for yeah. sure. Um, the script is like fairly well done. I mean, it's not like amazing or anything like that, but like the the plot as a whole is very new. Like at that time, like yeah. like this movie was revolutionary. Oh yeah, like. And I'll talk about it in the quality, but like the fact that like all the practical effects and everything in it, like yeah. they really put a lot of work into this movie <clears throat> um, and it shows and it really paid off as well. Mm-hmm. Um, this was like Sigourney Weaver's big break, obviously. Yeah. Um, she kind of skyrocketed into fame after this yeah. and she was really young. I can't remember how old she was yeah. in this movie, but she was, yeah. she was very young. Um, I gave the quality an eight out of 10. Uh, like I said, like I love that alien costume. It is fucking so well done. And yeah, like I've been hearing a lot in other podcasts, them talking about like how CGI gets outdated after like five years. Yeah. And like, it's very true. Yeah. Um, cause like even this like costume, like it still looks yeah. good. And this movie's mm-hmm. from 1979. Like yeah. we're talking like, <laughs> fucking 40 years ago. Yeah. Um, and it still looks good. Like it does. Yeah. Uh, the setting is really good. Like it's really well done. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously it's on a set, but they did really well with it. Yeah. Uh, like the tension building and like the creepiness throughout the whole movie yeah. is fucking top of the line. Yeah. Um, but yeah, story nine and 10 and quality eight out of 10. Nice. All right. Um, well, my first score may shock you a bit, but Don't I mean, break it, my hair, man. it doesn't like, I love this movie. <laughs> <laughs> I feel bad now. My story gave it a six out of 10. Okay. At least it's better than a five. Yeah. <laughs> um, like I thought it was a, it's a pretty cool, like sci-fi alien story with like a nice twist in the movie. Like when, like you first see like Ash as a fucking robot, you're like, holy fuck. Yeah, <laughs> what the hell? Yeah. Um, I thought it was like pretty slow at parts, but like, I don't know. It's, it's hard to describe. Like it's, it's not slow, but like nothing really happens at all. Mm -hmm. Like too much. And like, there's, there's not much like action or horror in this one, but there is, I don't know. (laughs) Like it's, it's hard to describe. Like, yeah, it's like a space movie. Like, I don't know, like voyage, but like, I don't know. So like story, like a few like plot holes, like with like you said, like the alien thing, like it doesn't just like the biology of it doesn't make sense. Like they, like just the decisions, like Ripley clearly knows what the fuck she's doing, but no one else does. Mm -hmm. Like they just go back to eating after he had this alien on his face. Mm -hmm. And yeah. And like whenever, King gets finds the eggs like where the fuck are the other two they not see these fucking eggs as well and mm-hmm. like I don't know yeah so like I still love this love the hell out of this movie but uh, story wise I just um, yeah 6 out of 10 for me you like the sequel better I like you? the sequel better than yeah. this one yeah um, so quality I gave it 8 out of 10 okay um, this is one of the pioneers in horror sci-fi um the music in this is amazing they like the soundtrack mm-hmm. the set design is amazing like not just their ship but like the alien planet they go to like that 
fucking huge alien with like the massive gun was really well done. Yeah. Uh, the sound design was really yeah. well done too. Like when they're out in the space, like just like the like the fucking spatial noises yeah. and stuff is like like the wind howling and stuff like mm. that is really well done. Um, I thought acting was great, like all around for the most part, and like the costume design, like of the Xenomorph, is fucking amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and like I'll talk about the the, the scary stuff in my scary, <laughs> but uh, yeah, so six out of ten for story and quality at eight out of ten. Cool. One thing, another thing I wanted to bring up too: uh, why the fuck do they have a flamethrower on a space shuttle? Yeah. Like, what did they true. think they were going to run into that they would need a flamethrower? Yeah. I don't know. I don't get it. That's, <laughs> yeah, that's another thing. <clears throat> All right. You know our scores, so let's head on over to Rotten Tomatoes and find out what they scored it. The critics' consensus, a modern classic alien blends science fiction, horror, and bleak poetry into a seamless whole. Whole, like... W-H-O-L-E, yeah. Not, yeah. not like a black hole. <laughs> <laughs> All right, what do you think the critics scored it? Uh, I know this one's high for sure, so I'm going to go... I'm going to go 98. Oh, you cheated. <laughs> 98 on the dot. Nice. Uh, that's on 124 ratings, yeah. and the audience scored it 94% on 459,000 ratings. Yeah. Like, I knew this one was close to 100, so... Yeah. yeah. So between the two... Easy. That was an easy one, yeah. Yeah, it's averaging, like, 96% between the two. So. Yeah. Very well-received movie back Very then well. and currently. Yes. All right, you ready to hop into the scare section? Let's do it. Okay, what would you rate this... For scariness. So I gave it a 6 out of 10. Okay. Um, the tension is like really high in this movie. Uh, like especially the scene. Well, yeah, I don't want to say too much. But <laughs> the scene with like the tracker and stuff like that. Um, even like when the alien, like they're trying to sneak like around like from the alien stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Just the tension. Like there's no sound. Like just fucking quiet. Yeah. And like, like the tagline of the movie is like I'm pretty sure is like in space no one can hear you scream yeah that's like fucking amazing (laughs) (laughs) um and like there was some pretty like well there was really good gore but it's only for like one scene Mm -hmm. really um because that chestburster scene is just yeah fucking legendary so six out of ten all right cool i also gave it a six out of ten nice Uh, i said the atmosphere is very creepy and the fact that they're trapped in a space shuttle in space that makes it like 10 times even more scary yeah uh the xenomorph is one of a kind and one of the best movie monsters in my opinion um like it's done so perfectly well that like like it looks so real like i think yeah (laughs) (laughs) um like it's uh it, it's almost like a perfect killing machine almost like it's quiet and stealthy but also like big and very strong yeah. um that inner jaw thing is fucking creepy as all hell yeah. like yeah just all around a very creepy creature mm-hmm. um <clears throat> whenever i was a kid i fuck oh man i wish i still had it i had like it was probably like a eight inch like action figure but it was a xenomorph yeah, that's cool and it had uh it had like a helmet plate too 
and then there's a button on the back and you push it and the mouse would open and the inner thing would come out. I feel like I've seen that before or I, I had one. It was so cool. Yeah. I wish I still had it. That's sweet. <clears throat> All right. What's your scariest scene? So my scariest scene is whenever Dallas gets killed. Yeah. Um, like I kind of forgot about this scene a little bit. Like whenever he's like, they got the truck. Not just like when Dallas is killed by that whole scene in general, yeah. whenever Lambert's like on the thing and she's like, it's coming towards you. Like get out of there. Mm-hmm. He's like going down he goes down. It's just like dark and he just has a flamethrower. And then you just see the fucking alien. Like it looks like human hands. Yeah. Makes it that much more scarier. Yeah. Right. It just like pops out and it's fuck. You don't see him get killed, but it's just the lead up to it. And then just like that little, like it's not a, kind of a jump scare, but like not really. Like, yeah. Yeah. It's a very effective one. Yeah. So I gotta go with that. All right. Cool. Um, I agree with that one, but I also said uh, at the end, like whenever Ripley, <laughs> like before she goes into the, yeah, the sleeper chamber, um, because like you think that she's free and clear. Yeah. Like you think, okay, she's on the escape pod. She's going back to earth. Like everything's fine. Yeah. And then all of a sudden this fucking thing comes out of the wall. Yeah. And like <laughs> threatens to kill her again. Yeah. And uh, I don't know. Like, like I said before, like it almost hides in plain sight. Like you can see it, but like you don't yeah. really clue in what it is at first yeah. until it starts to move. And then it's like, oh shit, that fucking thing's in there with her. Yeah. Exactly. Like you think it blew up on the main ship. Yeah. But yeah. So, like, those two scenes, for sure, like the one that you mentioned in mm-hmm. this one, were definitely the scariest ones for me. Nice. <clears throat> okay. The big question. Would you survive? I put yes. What? <laughs> All right. I need to hear the reasoning. Because I feel like none of the characters in this movie, except for Ripley, obviously, she has no fucking choice, even attempt to try and fight this thing off. Yeah. Like, they have so many chances to use that flamethrower. They don't use it once. Like, whenever Lambert and Parker are there, the alien is standing there doing nothing yeah. for, like, a good two minutes. Yeah. And they don't even try to use a flamethrower at all. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know. I feel like I would have a pretty good chance to survive. I'd at least try and fight back. Like, okay. I don't know. Yeah. All right. What'd you say? I don't know. I'm, well, I'm going with you then. <laughs> you can stand in front of me. All right. Uh, I said absolutely not. Uh, I'm not stealthy or resourceful enough to survive this thing. Like Ripley is clearly the smartest person on that spaceship. Yeah. Like street smart wise. Like yeah. Obviously, the robot is probably the smartest one. Yeah. But uh, yeah, and she's the only one that survives. And I am no Ripley, so mm-hmm. I said no. All right. <laughs> <clears throat> okay so this is part two of the face-off uh we got two aliens battling it out um we are basically replaying um two movies that have already been made uh we're pitting predator versus alien yeah or alien versus predator yeah <laughs> however you want to say it um but yeah so we gave our scores for um the predator ep- or on the predator episode. Uh, so this week we're going to give the scores for the alien. Yep. And uh, see who wins. Yep. I think it's going to be a tight match. <laughs> I, th- I think so. Yeah, I do. I do agree with you. Yeah. Right, you want me to go first? 
Sure, you, you can go, go first, first, yeah. Okay, rock, paper, scissors. <laughs> <laughs> um, I gave my strength for the alien a 29. This thing is fucking strong in hell. Okay. Uh, I gave the dexterity a 26. Um, constitution, I gave a 30. I feel like this thing like goes nonstop and doesn't yeah. really get tired. Uh, intelligence, I gave a 13. Okay. Wisdom, I gave a 10. Okay. And charisma, I gave a 1. Okay. All right. All right. <laughs> okay. Um, so for my strength, I gave a 17 out of 30. Because oh, wow. okay. I said, like, you don't ever really get to see its strength. But, I mean, a baby did pop through a grown man's chest. So, I mean, it must be kind of strong. <laughs> yeah. Um, I think maybe I'm thinking of like the other movies too, like where you see more of it. Yeah. So yeah. I don't know. Maybe. Okay. Fair enough. Uh, dexterity. I gave a 26 out of 30 right. for as big as it is. It moves around like the piping pretty fucking well. Mm-hmm. Uh, constitution. I gave it 28 out of 30. Okay. Um, it's an alien. So it's endurance seems pretty high for moving around the ship. Well, mm-hmm. and being able to breathe in space, yep. uh, intelligence. I gave a 12 out of 30. Right. Uh, you don't really get to see the xenomorph like doing like mental things, like thinking and stuff like that. But I mean, it can tell between human and animals. It doesn't kill Jonesy when it has a chance. That's true. And wisdom gave a ten out of thirty. All right. I was wondering why you were laughing. At it's uh, it knows its way around the ship pretty well. And for charisma, I mean, obviously, I gave it a one out of thirty as well. Sweet. No personality whatsoever. All right. Give me a second here while I do this up. All right. Okay. So here we go. For strength, Predator wins 27-23. All right. For dexterity, Alien wins 26-25. Damn. Very close. For constitution, Alien wins 29-23. For intelligence, Predator wins 23.5 to 12.5. Wisdom. Predator wins 17.5 to 10 and for charisma and all the cake predator wins four to one. Damn. I had a strong feeling that predator was going to win. Me too. Um, but I figured the alien would win. Like I, I, that's why I asked you like, what would we do yeah. in a tiebreaker? Because I thought the alien was going to win the first three, and then the predator would win the last three because like I the intelligence too. and shit like yeah. that. So yeah, um, predator won four to two. So damn, I like that one. Me too. That was close. I was uh, swatting a bit there. <laughs> <laughs> that was the pay per view event of the year. <laughs> yeah. All right. Um, so this week. Well, I think it was last week or a couple weeks ago, we received a message from the guys at the Watchers podcast, and uh, they have decided to go full-blown horror rather than doing um, just like a wide array of movies. Uh, So they asked us if we would want to do not so much a crossover episode, but like kind of like we do our top 10, they do their top 10, and we kind of... Yeah. mentioned that the other podcast is doing a top 10. So yeah. uh yeah, they released an episode recently on Child's Play and that was their first 
movie under the new um, format where they're just right. doing strictly horror movies. Yeah. <clears throat> and on that one, they discuss their top 10 favorite horror movies. And uh, on this episode, Brooke and I are going to discuss our top 10 favorite horror movies. Yeah. Um, so there's no honorable mentions or anything like that. We're just going straight to it. Top 10. Yes. All right. Let's hear yours. All right. So I just wanted to say this. My top 10 will probably change, you know, over time. Mm -hmm. And like I did this today. So there's probably movies that I forgot about that probably I would have in my top 10. Mm -hmm. So this is yeah, what I have right now. I'm with you too, man. Like with horror movies, like it's so hard to like, I could probably have a top 50 and still struggle with like, oh shit. Like I've forgot one or two that I need to put in here. Because with horror, there's so many subgenres. Mm-hmm. It's like kind of whatever you're feeling. Yeah. Because like with like comedies or dramas, like it's all pretty much the same premise mm-hmm. kind of thing. Like, yeah, you know what you're getting out of it. Yeah. Whereas like horror is just such a variety of oh, yeah. different movies. Like there's comedy know. horror, there's action horror, there's yeah. like sci-fi horror. There's... Yeah. All right. So my number ten is evil dead the original the remake dude no fucking way yeah that's my number 10 really yeah (laughs) Yeah, that's that's hilarious oh that's amazing that's so funny um this i mean we've talked about our favorite remakes but this is probably my favorite remake uh just because it was so well done and it was finally what Sam Raimi and Bruce Campbell wanted to do so many years ago with the original, mm-hmm. but doesn't have the budget. Yeah. And when they got the budget, they fucking nailed it. Yeah. They went off like the rails. this movie is so bloody and it makes sense. And it's so fucking scary too. It man. is. Like, it is yeah. a fucking terrifying yeah. movie. And like the acting is fantastic in it. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Like, I cannot wait to cover this movie. Like I'm very excited to watch this again. So it's been a couple of years since I yeah. watched it. So awesome. do you have anything to add? No, man, I think you nailed it. Like, yeah, like everything about this movie is fucking awesome. And they changed the original story a little bit, but mm-hmm. like you said, like it makes sense. Like it makes more sense to have them go there for what they go for in the remake than yeah. It does in the original because, like, in the original, like, why do you like? Why are you going to this fucking creepy ass cabin in the woods to like yeah. for a vacation? Right. Like, it, there's nothing around you. It's not like there's like a lake or something. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, I mean, this one makes more sense. It and, does. Yeah. And yeah, like you said, like it's so bloody and gory, and it is yeah. terrifying. Yeah. But yeah. Um. All right. Well, my number nine is a nightmare on Elm Street three okay. dream warriors <laughs> all right i dig it uh this is my favorite nightmare on elm street movie yeah um i just i only watched this like for the first time a couple years ago and like i fucking love it like it's it's kind of like in between of hokey and like scary because like this one has like my favorite kills out of like all the movies mm-hmm. like just that puppeteer scene yeah. like above on the clock tower and uh, the fucking head to the TV, like, welcome to primetime, bitch. Like, <laughs> uh, I just love it. It's so good. 
Yeah, that is a good one. All right. My number nine is It, Chapter One. Nice. So the first of the the remakes. Um, I remember when they first announced this movie and like you saw, cause they like leaked what Pennywise was going to look like before there was like a trailer or anything like that. And I, like, yeah. I was like, what the fuck? I'm like, this clown looks so stupid. Yeah. But Bill Skarsgård killed it. He did. He is yeah. so good, man. And like the yeah. facial expressions, the thing with his eyes that he does, like, and it's all him doing it. Like mm-hmm. it's no fucking CGI, like yeah. facial <clears throat> CGI besides like yeah. the fucking teeth thing that he, that yeah. happens. But like, and like the kids are all amazing actors. Like yeah. they casted that movie perfectly. Yeah. I think. Like it's, it's not on my list, like spoiler alert, but uh, like the movie rides so much on the kids mm-hmm. and there's all these unknown kids for mm-hmm. the, mo- for the most part. Cause yeah. I don't think the stranger things had stranger things. Season had one was out. I, maybe the, two. Yeah. Cause maybe, Finn, maybe first. Yeah. I think the first thing was just, now yeah because finn wolfhard is the only one that's like recognized yeah exactly but uh yeah i think they all killed it in that movie Mm -hmm. all right my number eight is what we do in the shadows uh this is fucking one of like not just like horror comedy this is one of the funniest movies (laughs) i've ever seen and um and like it's just the start like I haven't seen the show and I heard it's just as good or better than the movie. Yeah. Um, and like this kind of, uh, started, uh, Taika Waititi and like mm-hmm. his like brilliance, like he's finally getting recognized. Like he did Thor Ragnarok and that movie is fucking amazing. I've yeah. talked about it before. And, uh, he's also doing the sequel Thor love something love. Yeah. With Natalie Portman. Anyway, I'm I'm excited to see what this guy does because this movie is uh fucking so funny. Oh my god. Yeah, it's so cool. quotable and uh yeah. All right. Uh my number eight is a nightmare on Elm Street. Nice. The first one. Yes. Um This is one of the first horror movies I ever watched. Mm-hmm. There's like three movies that I can remember being like very young watching, and it was this, yeah. uh, Pet Cemetery, and the original It. Mm-hmm. I can't remember which one of the three was like my actual first one, but like those are the three that like kind of started me off on this yeah. fucking roller coaster of horror fandom. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, like I, from the first time that I watched it, I fell in love with this movie. Um, it aged like it's aged really well. It has, uh, yeah. Like it's still a great movie to watch. Robert England is fucking amazing. Yeah. Um, he's a legend in the horror community. Uh, like Freddie was such a like different character than yeah. what we've seen before. Right. too. Like in slasher movies, like he wasn't just like a Jason or a Michael or, you know what I mean? Like yeah. he, he had like, a personality. Whereas mm-hmm. these guys are just like big lumbering men that just like kind of yeah. strut their stuff around. Yeah. He like, he was funny. He was fucking violent as all hell. And like being in the dream world, he was able to do shit that like these other killers can't do. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Cool. Love it. Nice. Uh, my number seven is hereditary. 
Um, I really struggled with like choosing which one, either Hereditary or Midsummer, to be honest. Mm-hmm. Fair enough. Because um, I love both those movies, and it just every time I watch one, it just like flip flops over the other. <laughs> so um, yeah. I went Hereditary because it's more it's more scary and like hor- like horror ish. Yeah. Know. But uh, yeah, Hereditary we talked about before, but it's just fucking. Ari Aster knocked it at the park with this first movie. He did. And uh, this is going to be one of those movies that we talked about for a while. Definitely. So, yeah. I agree. Uh, my number seven is The Conjuring. Nice. Um, this movie still scares the shit out of me every time I watch it. Yeah. Uh, there's just so many scenes in it that are like absolutely terrifying. Um, the sequel is just as terrifying. Yeah. Um, all of the spinoffs are mainly shit, but I'm really excited for the conjuring three that's coming out. Yeah. Uh, it's just like James Wan is like, he's a horror genius in in my opinion, whenever he's not doing movies like dead silence. Um, (laughs) (laughs) uh, yeah, I mean, there's not much bad things I can say about this movie. It, it's so well done. It's really well cast. Uh, the effects are great. The, it's full of jump scares, but they're good, good jump scares. I thoroughly enjoy them. Um, yeah. That's it. Yep. Uh, my number six is Train to Busan. Ooh. Uh, this is my favorite zombie movie, and it man it's so fucking good like I, everything about this movie is like it's honestly like almost a perfect movie mm-hmm. like the acting like it's just a um korean movie and like it's i don't know it just gets you like you wouldn't expect it to because it's mm-hmm. in it's korean right it's like a different language yeah but just like the the characters the writing the acting like it's it's amazing like i I love this movie and there's like an underlying like separate plot message to yeah Yeah. message yeah Yeah. which is like really good yeah and i'm fucking so excited for the sequel (laughs) (laughs) which actually comes out pretty soon yeah it does uh yeah i'm kind of upset that i didn't have that on my list all right, my number six is the movie we just talked about. Ooh, Alien. Um, but yeah, like I've already given my review on it. So, yeah, love this movie. I can watch it a hundred times and not get sick of it. Yeah, uh, just great all around movie. Yeah, cool. <laughs> my number five is The Cabin in the Woods. Nice. <laughs> uh, this, like, at one point, like, was like one of my. F- like top three like favorite movies probably mm-hmm. um just like it's the guys who wrote fucking like the marvel cinematic universe <laughs> like <laughs> which i mean they did lots of stuff before that like i think the one guy did buffy the vampire slayer so yeah. like they kind of have and that you know stuff but uh, anyway like this movie is just came out of nowhere for i think literally everybody oh, yeah <laughs> Like just the way they like poke fun and like reference like all like the horror genre mm-hmm. whole. Like the acting in it is amazing, like it's hilarious. It, the end scene is fucking nuts. Yeah, the end scene, which has our girl in it we just talked about. Um 
just a blast of movie and it kind of has the all the like uh the stereotypes from mm-hmm. horror movies and kind of like puts a spin on it yeah and uh yeah just that the last 20 minutes of the movie is <laughs> best surprising <laughs> oh man so much to unpack in that one like Definitely. just little like um like characters and stuff like that yeah, yeah. for sure so yeah <clears throat> number five all right my number five is the descent wow i figured that'd be higher uh <laughs> once you see my top four all right yeah i mean uh you know obviously and anybody that has listened from the beginning um i love this movie it scares the shit out of me um, I don't like confined spaces. I wouldn't say I'm claustrophobic, but like yeah. movies like this make me feel very claustrophobic. Yeah. Um, just like, like we talked about spelunking with Alan a couple weeks yeah. ago and he was like, yeah, I want to do like underwater caves and shit like that. I was like, fuck that, <laughs> man. Like being yeah. underground is enough for me. Add water into it. I'm done. No yeah. thanks. Um, but yeah, like the, the like little mutant things that are in this are absolutely terrifying. Uh, yeah, the, the Wendigos. Yeah, that yeah, basically yeah. there. <laughs> True. Um, yeah, man, great movie. I love it. Have you seen it? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah it's really good. Yeah. I feel like you said before that you hadn't seen it. Maybe that was somebody else. Maybe. Fun Maybe it was so. Casey. Maybe. Uh, <clears throat> yeah, that's a good movie though. Nice. My number four is the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Just the OG? No, yeah, OG. Yeah. Okay, yeah, okay, okay. Yeah. That's my number four as well. Is it? Yeah. Nice. <laughs> um, honestly, this moved up since like we did it. Okay. Like on our our episode. Yeah. Um, and like even I was kind of like I'm biased, but. Like listening to our boys that it's a horror podcast, like talk about it. It's mm-hmm. like it's like just makes you like really fucking appreciate this movie mm-hmm. because like it came out around before Alien. Yeah, it's early seventies. Yeah, early seventies, and like the movie still holds up. Mm-hmm. Like there's there's killing in it, but like it's not like a gore fest like you think it's no. going to be when you go into it. Yeah. And it's just gross and dirty feeling and like, it's just fucking amazing. Like, mm-hmm. you know, hats off to Toby Hooper. Like it still holds up today. Yeah. Hats and, off to all the actors in this movie too. Like yeah. the shit that they had to go through, man, yeah. a lot to make this movie. Yeah. Like fuck that. Like the hitchhiker, they talked about it in it's a horror podcast, but the hitchhiker said like he was in the Vietnam war right? and that was better than filming this movie. Like, fuck me. That's crazy. Um, yeah, man, I don't have much else to add. I love this movie. It's easily one I could watch like once a month and not get tired of it. Yeah. Uh, I just bought the steel book. I'm really excited to. Nice. There's, there's nothing special about the DVD. Like, there's no like special features oh, okay. or anything. But yeah, that steel book was awesome. Yeah. Um, I've said it before, and I'll continue saying it. Like, I feel like I need to have a shower every time I yeah. watch this movie. Like, you just feel so dirty, and they did such a good job at making you feel that way. And yeah, great movie. Cool. My number three is Scream. Me too. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, like I grew up on this movie. Yeah. Like, man, like it. Like we've talked about before. Like this changed horror. Like is one of those movies. 
Um, I'm not sure what the movie is for like this generation, like for like the 2010, like 2000s, 2010s ish. Um, like I feel like that hasn't come yet or maybe hasn't like set in enough. Mm -hmm. Um, but, uh, yeah, this movie is just amazing. Like just the little nods to horror or stuff like that. Um, yeah, like one of the best, if not one of the best slosher movies, Mm -hmm. I think there is. There was, uh, like when you said you don't know, like, did you mean like you don't know how it holds up with like kids that were born in like that? No, era? like, so like, you know, like this movie, like in 99, like changed like horror 96. or 96, whatever, <laughs> you know what I mean? I'm thinking of another movie, but, uh, like it just like changed like horror, like, yeah, you know, like a movie that came out like you know, recently or like in like 2010s, oh, like okay, what you. that movie that stands out from that time. Like yeah. Maybe it hasn't came yet or, yeah. you know, I don't know. Definitely. Um, yeah. I was talking to a woman on, um, on like a Facebook or it was on the horror virgins Facebook page mm-hmm. and she just watched it for the first time, like a couple weeks ago. She never seen it. Before. Yeah. So I, I commented on her post and I was like, people who have seen it like back whenever it first came out or like a couple of years after like us, like it holds such a huge nostalgic factor, like mm-hmm. especially like growing up in the nineties as well. Like we were still young, but I mean, we saw yeah. a lot of that nineties culture, obviously. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> I said like, how does it hold up now without having that nostalgia factor? Like you've never seen it before. And she's like, she said it holds up just as well as pretty much everybody else explains. Yeah. That it does. And she just didn't have that nostalgic factor, but like, yeah. she said she still loved it and everything. And okay. like, that's the type of movie this is like, you don't need to have that nostalgic factor to love it. Like it's just such a great movie. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like it, it revolutionized horror for yeah. sure. That's awesome. <clears throat> All right. My number two is Get Out. Oh, God. I don't have it. <laughs> uh, this, I fucking love this movie. Like, I've only watched it a, like a few times, but it's like every time you watch it, you pick on something else, pick up on something else. And like, again, this is Jordan Peele's first movie, the guy that fucking from Key and Peele. Mm-hmm. And man, he knocked it out of the park with this. Like, like just the twists in this movie are like, wow. Yeah. And like going back and watching it, like you can like pick up and see like, Oh yeah, fuck. Now I see it. Mm-hmm. And, uh, like the trailer, like never really gave away like too much. And, uh, yeah. Fucking great movie. <laughs> <laughs> I agree, but it's not on my list. Unfortunately. So good. Uh, my number two is Halloween. Nice. The original. Um, I, I don't want to say I love the whole franchise, but like the whole franchise kind of has like almost like a special spot in my heart. Like mm-hmm. I feel like, cause like I think I watched Halloween six before I watched any of the other ones, okay. like even before this one. Yeah. And I don't even know why, like, I think we just had it, like my parents yeah. had it or something. And I fell in love with that one. And that one's like one of the shittiest ones, according <laughs> to like the rest of the world. But yeah. I'm like, no, man, like I fucking love that movie just because it had like is the first one that I watched out of the franchise. But yeah. like the original is so good, man. It was like yeah. it was Jamie Lee Curtis's big break. Mm-hmm. Um, he, 
like he's obviously one of the biggest horror icons in the world and yes. he's one of the biggest horror icons in the world because like for a reason like he's so good and like he's yeah. so creepy and just like quiet and slow but like brute strength and just like yeah. unrelenting yeah um but yeah that's my number two sweet all right uh well my number one if anyone knows me is uh american psycho uh i fucking love this movie like it like first of all like christian bale i think this is his best performance he's ever done like i haven't seen every every one of his movies but i think this was one of his best performances and it's so um like even now this movie is important because it has Mm -hmm. so much to do with Trump and like politics and the way that white America is now, Mm -hmm. I think it represents them very well in the movie um, because everyone, no one knows who each other is. Like all the guys in this um, stock market, they're all dressed just in suits and all they care about is what their business cards look like. Mm-hmm. And they fucking call each other like different names, yeah. but they're just like, if I call you like, Oh, Hey, Alan, mm-hmm. you're like, Oh yeah, I'm Alan. Like, you don't care what your name is. Just yeah. you care about everything around you. Yeah. And this movie is both like so comedic and funny, but then at some points you're just like, Holy fuck. Like that just happened. Like yeah. it's so, like at one side of comedic and then one side of like, holy, that's fucked up. Mm-hmm. For sure. And uh, like, I don't want to talk about it too much because I want to save it for a good episode, but like I just finished the book and like, I don't know if you started it yet. I've started it, but I'm like, it's the book is even <laughs> way more fucked up, but uh, <laughs> yeah, I just, I love fucking love this movie. Mm-hmm. Very good. My number one is hereditary. Nice. Uh, when this movie came out, I watched it like right away yeah. on Netflix mm-hmm. and uh, I didn't watch it again until we recorded our episode. And that was probably like a year later. Yeah. Um, and I told you like, th- like it fucked me up, man. Like this movie, it's like, it hits different. <clears throat> like, it's not like, I don't know, like it's super scary, but it's like so fucking psychological. Yeah. Like, it, it messes with you almost. Yeah, it does. Um, but it's like it's such a good movie and like for it being Ari Aster's directorial debut, like yeah. just genius. And I cannot wait to see what else he's got yeah. in the works. Yeah. Cause I mean like he did this and he did Midsummer and like both of those movies are like easily top ten worthy, but yeah. Like it's hard to exactly separate yeah. the two. But um yeah. It's another one I could watch like a ton of times and like you're always finding something new in it too. Yeah. Like every time you watch it, I find. Yeah. Um, but yeah, top shelf. <laughs> Where mama keeps the peanut butter. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, uh, yeah, once again, um, we did this top 10, uh, as sort of a crossover with the watchers podcast. Um, so you guys can find them at, uh, watchers underscore podcast on Instagram. Um, their personal Instagram accounts are at BJC3000 and at horror underscore sleeve. Um, so make sure you guys give them a follow, give them a listen. Uh, they're, they got some, uh, good shit. And, um, if you're a fan of horror, 
as I'm assuming you are, if you're listening to this, uh, they've gone strictly horror. So I'm excited to see yeah. what they got coming out. Hats off to them. Definitely. Congrats. <laughs> yeah. Welcome to the dark side. <laughs> um, as for us, uh, you can find us on Instagram at a podcast on Elm Street with underscores underneath or in between each word. Uh, there's a link um, in our bio on there that shows you our Patreon. Um, it shows you our merch store and where you can listen to us. And yeah. Am I missing something? I feel yeah. like I'm missing something. What am I missing? You want to know what we're watching next week? Oh, yeah. What the fuck are we watching <laughs> next week? <laughs> I was going to cut you off. And I was like, oh, I'll let him finish. Thanks. Appreciate it. You're welcome. Uh, so I had a movie in mind that I'm going to pick again that I've had picked for like three weeks. But damn, I've had the itching of watching this one movie, and I know you haven't seen it yet. Okay. Um, so we've done a couple James Wan movies, so we are going to be watching Upgrade. Oh, shit. Nice. Okay. Yeah. Cool. It's horror? Uh, it has really... some horror-ish scenes, like some like really fucked up scenes. Okay. But uh, yeah, definitely oh. more like sci-fi action, but definitely has some horror elements. All right, cool. I yeah. dig it. Cool. Nice. Yeah, I have not seen it, so that's good. All right, uh, so yeah, you guys can find us on... No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah. Where I should have put it. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, anyways, I fucked up. I, uh, yeah. So we'll just end her here. Yeah. <laughs> Talk to you next time, guys. See you later. Thank you.